Good evening, everybody, and welcome to episode number 13 of Imprint Cast, the podcast dedicated to the, the Australian's critique label Imprint Films. My name is Tony Meaches, and joining me as always is my partner in crime and colleague, John Matthews. How are you doing, John? Uh, doing well, doing well, Tony. Um, glad to be here and excited to speak with some returning guests. So, yes, looking forward to this. Yeah, same here. I love these two guests that we've got on. And also our other our third our third colleague, Ryan Kendall. Ryan, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you, Tony. I've got my cheese and garlic bread with me and I'm ready to go. Excellent. <laughs> I think we I think you're gonna need your energy, especially with this with this month's title. <laughs> Take a bite after each one. So. <laughs> Absolutely. And um, as John said, we have two special guests and they've been on our show before. And um, they're from the Super Network, uh, Super Marcy and the Terrible Australian, B. Jemine. How are you both going? Oh, good, thanks, Tony. How are you? <laughs> Doing well, thank you. Doing well. Just excited to talk to you again and um, looking forward to discussing the, discussing the topic of this episode. And hello. <laughs> and hello to you too, my dear. <laughs> I am here and very excited to talk about, uh, well, this uh, insane uh, slew of releases for November. That's right. Yes. Um, today's topic is um, November's 2022 releases. And my God, there's so much. I believe there may be, there is. 15 titles to, to discuss throughout the whole thing, including three box sets, which includes Imprint Television number three. And um, it's going to be a big one. The first title to be announced in this edition is After Dark Neo Noir Cinema Collection 2. And um, because the first one just went out of print a short time ago, no surprises because it's a fantastic box set. Um, did you know? Did you all get the um, first Neon Noir box set? Yes. Oh yes. I still haven't watched it though, but I got it. Oh, I was about to say I haven't watched anything from it yet, but it's there. <laughs> oh, it's good. Well, yeah, I've only seen. I only saw one false move. I couldn't. There's just so much to watch. And, um, I, I just, I, I just adored that one. Yeah, I, I love that box set. I actually. Um really got into it i actually ended up finishing it recently i went went in and all the other ones um i really like flesh and bone and because i'd never seen that film and uh yeah khan plays such a villain uh twilight was great um but yeah it's just like i love these these really forgotten sort of 90s uh crime films so yeah i i i, I love the box set i thought it was great so i'm dying for more yeah and um can't wait for this edition to be released, and um, I think it's a I think it's um, right for our two special guests to um, to announce the titles for After Dark: The Noir Summer Collection Two. And um, yes. who's to start off? Then ladies first, Super Marcy. Yes, go ahead. Yes, After Dark: Neo Noir Cinema Collection Two, which has imprint titles number. 178 to 183 with films ranging from 1990 to 2002 uh take a journey into the shattered in the there 
take a journey into the shadowy world of neo-noir cinema with Collection 2, bringing together some of the best directors in cinema, including Catherine Bigelow, Mike Figgis, James Gray, Joe Carnahan, and more. And it comes with a limit, well, it is limited edition seven disc hard box with an 80 page booklet featuring essays from film critics Peter Galvin, Blake Howard, and, a and Alexei Tolopoulos, uh, limited to 1500 copies. Uh, and the first title of the six is Blue Steel from 1990 which is number 178. Uh, the plot synopsis is rookie cop Megan Turner, played by Jamie Lee Curtis, orders a burglar to drop his gun. He wills to shoot too late. Turner fires, killing him instantly. But she doesn't know that someone has been watching. And when that someone lifts the assailant's gun from the crime scene, carves Turner's name into the bullets and uses them in a series of murders, Turner is drawn into a deadly game of wits with a psychopath who's always one step ahead and much closer than she thinks. This psychological thriller vividly depicts a female cop's mental and physical struggles with an obsessed psychopathic killer directed by Catherine Bigelow and starring Jamie Lee Curtis, Ron Silver, Clancy Brown, Elizabeth Pena, and Louise Fletcher. Special features and text specs, 1080p, HD presentation on Blu-ray, more features to be announced. It is in the original aspect ratio with English audio LPCM 2.0 stereo with optional English subtitles. The next film is Internal Affairs from 1990, imprint collection number 179. The plot synopsis is Dennis Peck knows his way around the law. He can launder money, run a scam, fix a bad rap. He can even, for the right price, arrange a murder. Trust me, he says, I'm a cop. Richard Gere is Peck and Andy Garcia is Raymond Avila, the investigator determined to bring Peck to justice in this supercharged police thriller. Peck isn't going down without a fight. Directed by Mike Figgis and starring Richard Gere, Andy Garcia, Laurie Metcalf and Nancy Travis. The special features and tech specs are 1080p HD presentation on Blu-ray, New interview with the director Mike Figgis. New interview with screenwriter Henry Bean. New interview with co-composer Anthony Marinelli. More features to be announced. Uh, trailer aspect ratio aspect ratio is one point seven eight one. Uh, audio English DTS HD five point one surround plus two point zero stereo with optional English subtitles. The third film in the collection is Crimson Rivers from 2000, imprint collection number 180. When commissioner Pierre Neemans, Jean Renault, 
France's leading serial killer investigator is called to investigate a grisly murder. He enters a world of secrets, lies, and unthinkable horrors. The dead, whose hands and eyes have been removed, are clues to a terrible tradition the killer can no longer bear. Each murder means something more. Each victim, a guilty conspirator in a grand immoral experiment. Filled with blood-chilling suspense, twisted turns and breathtaking location locations this tense thriller has the style action and intelligence to keep you wondering what's really happening right up until the shocking conclusion the film stars jean renault vincent cassell nadia fez and dominique sander the special features and tech specs, uh, 1080p HD presenta presentation on Blu-ray, audio commentary by actors Jean Renault and Vincent Cassell, isolated music score with optional commentary by audio, compo audio composer Bruno Coulais, The Investigation, a documentary, The Scalpel Scene, featurette with optional commentary from 2000, the Making of a Corpse featurette from 2000, The Fight, Challenging Filming featurette from 2000, Nighttime Filming featurette, The Chase, Storyboard Comparisons with Optional Commentary, Filming in Altitude featurette, White Rivers featurette, The Avalanche, Multi-Angle featurette, Archives from Thierry Flamond, Production Designer, Image galleries, trailer, aspect ratio 235.1, audio original French DTS HD 5.1, and English subtitles. Uh, the Way of the Gun from 2000, which is imprint collection 181. Longtime partners, Parker and Longbrow are hoping for a quick and non-violent payoff when they abducted, sorry, abduct Robin, a young woman carrying the child of a wealthy southwestern couple. Her kidnapping proves to be a much more complicated logistically and psychologically than other felonies they've committed. Parker is increasingly drawn to the mysterious Robin, whose imminent delivery date awakens strong feelings in him. Tensions rise between Parker and Long and Longbra, a ruthlessly decisive man who knows Parker's sentimental impulses could lead them into big trouble. As the moment for the ransom exchange approaches, Parker and Longbra must battle not only their well-armed opponents, but also their own conflicted emotions. Directed by Christopher McQuarrie and starring Ryan Philippe, Benicio Del Toro, Tay Diggs, James Kahn, and Juliette Lewis, the special features and technical specs are a 180p HD presentation on Blu-ray, a new audio commentary with film historian Travis Woods, audio commentary by director Christopher McQuarrie and composer Joe Kramer, uh, audio commentary with composer Joe Kramer, cast interviews, a TV spot, behind-the-scenes footage, storyboards, and a script of a deleted scene, isolated music score with more special features to be announced, the aspect ratio being 178.1, audio, audio English DTS HD 
5.1 surround plus LPCM 2.0 stereo and optional English HOH subtitles. Uh, the fifth film is from 2000, uh, The Yards, which is in print number 182. Released from prison after taking the fall for a group of his friends, Leo Handler, Mark Wahlberg, just wants to get his life back on track. But when he takes a job with his powerfully influential Uncle Frank, James Kahn, he reconnects with his old friend Willie, Joaquin Phoenix. Leo finds himself unwittingly drawn into the world of sabotage, high-stakes payoffs, and even murder. He then discovers a secret that makes him the target of the city's most ruthless family, his own. Directed by James Gray and starring Mark Wahlberg, Joaquin Phoenix, Charlize Theron, Faye Dunaway, Ellen Burstyn, and James Kahn. The special features and technical specs are on disc one, the theatrical version, which is a 180 HD presentation on Blu-ray, a new interview with director James Gray, a new interview with actress Ellen Burstyn, a new interview with production designer Kevin Thompson with more special features to be announced, as well as an audio commentary from writer-director James Kahn, a roundtable discussion with Charlize Theron, Mark Wahlberg, James Kahn, and James Gray, eight deleted scenes with optional commentary by James Gray, visualizing the yards, featurette, behind the scenes, featurette, original concept art, a theatrical trailer, the original aspect ratio and 2 by 40.1 audio English DTS HD 5.1 surround plus LPCM 2.0 stereo and optional HOH subtitles. And disc two, the director's cut, features a, H, a 100, 180p HD presentation on Blu-ray, audio commentary by writer-director James Kahn and filmmaker Steven Sodenberg. The aspect ratio of 2.40.1, audio English DTS HD 5.1 surround plus LPCM 2.0 stereo and optional English HOH subtitles. And then finally, the sixth and final film in the collection, NARC from 2000, which is imprint collection number 183. NARC tells the story of a suspended undercover narcotics officer, Nick Tellis. Jason Patrick, who is reluctantly drawn back into the force to find the truth behind the murder of a young police officer killed in the line of duty. He is teamed with Henry Oak, Ray Liotta, the slain officer's partner, a rogue cop who will stop at nothing to avenge his best friend's death. As Tellus and Oak unravel the case, the dark underbelly of the narcotics world reveals itself in surprising ways that one, sorry, that are more twisted than either officer has ever seen before and threatens to destroy them both. Directed by Joe Carnahan and starring Ray Liotta, Jason Patrick, Chi McBride, Buster Rhymes, and John Oritz. The special features and technical specs are a 180p HD presentation on Blu-ray with more special features to be announced. Also, uh, audio commentary from writer-director Joe Carnahan, sorry, Joe Carnahan and editor John Gilroy. NARC making the deal featurette. NARC shooting up featurette. NARC vis the visual trip featurette. The freaking, the freaking connection featurette. Cast interviews, anatomy of a scene featurette. Theatrical trailer, original aspect ratio and a 1.85.1. Audio English DTS HD 5.1 surround plus 
LPCM 2.0 stereo and optional English HOH subtitles. And that's it. That's everything on the uh, After Dark uh, Neo Noir Collection 2 set. Beautiful. What a set. It's incredible. Oh, it is. It's probably even more, uh, even more bigger than the, the first set was, which was already pretty big on its own. Absolutely. Um, uh, Marcy and Bede, have you seen any of those films? Oh, indeed. I've seen all of them. <laughs> oh, you've seen all of them. Okay. Yes. Uh, Marcy, I, I'm glad someone has seen all of them because I've seen four out of six. So I haven't seen Internal Affairs or Crimson Rivers, but I have seen the other four, but it has been a while uh, for those ones. We're very excited to revisit them. Uh, John, which ones have you seen? Uh, sorry, yeah. Uh, yeah, so out of the, this set, um, I actually haven't seen Crimson Rivers or um, All the Way of the Guns. So these are two uh, blind titles. I know of them, and uh, they've, they've just never come across my radar. So uh, very keen to dig into those two. But the other films I, I particularly like in the set. Ryan, how about you? <clears throat> um. I have actually only seen NARC, but I know Blue Steel. I've been wanting to see that for a long time. Um, I'd have, Crimson Rivers I used to see on, like, DVD VHS so many times in the store that I, um, like, my local blockbuster that I never got around to it. Um, and I have heard of The Yards and Way of the Gun. Yeah, I've only seen four out of the six as well. The two I haven't seen, unfortunately, are The Crimson Rivers and The Yards, but I have seen everything else. But out of all those, Blue Steel and Narc, they're fantastic. Absolutely. Mm. Narc's fun. It's been long. Narc been... is a really underrated movie, I think. It kind of gets forgotten about a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. <laughs> film especially with the passing of Ray Liotta um I think it's mm. like when people go back and re-watch because he's he's fantastic in that oh, he's a, great and it's kind of right. bittersweet like thinking about watching that now that he's passed um I do think it's one of his um best performances and the man has had a lot of fantastic performances that's true yeah. for sure and Narc was also produced by Tom Cruise that's a that's oh, yeah a, yeah yeah he, yeah he produced that movie as well Oh, that's funny. And I've, I've said this before, but I feel like a lot of those sort of early 2000 films are uh, really forgotten because they never made mm. the jump to, to well, for the most part, they never really made the jump to HD. I think this could be the first Blu-ray of it. But, yeah, I feel like a lot of those early noughties films, there's some good stuff in there that needs to really mm. be discovered and uh, imprints going after them, which is great. Yeah. As they should. Yes. Definitely. Mm. I think I think for all five of us, this is probably a must-have. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah for sure. It'll definitely Day one out, buy. It'll definitely go out of print quicker than the first one, that's for sure. Mm. Yeah. And uh, the way they curated um, is fantastic. I, like I said, I had a ball with that first volume. And, uh, yeah, just, just watching them all back-to-back, just some really good good solid films so yeah i mean all of them is just great starting off with blue steel um catherine bigelow's film so yeah uh, all the way to mm-hmm. 
Yeah, very excited. Yeah, that's that's uh, one of your favorites, Marcy, Blue Steel, you were saying earlier. Uh, I do adore Blue Steel. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is great. Um, Ron Silver is very creepy. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's just, it, it flows really well. Like, it's a really good, um, like, psychological thriller. Uh, well, psychological in ways, but yeah. Um, really good one. Yeah. Cannot wait for this. I'm looking forward to uh, the Crimson Rivers because that was one I watched when it came out, like on DVD, and I just remembered being very impressed by it. So I'm very happy that it's included on this set, mm. and it's also the first foreign film that's included on uh, on the set too. So hopefully that means, like in the future, for other, you know, mm. you know, editions of this box mm. set, they might include other international uh, neo noir films. Mm. Definitely mm. hope so. Yeah, there's a ton of uh, European ones that they could put on there. So, yeah, definitely for another vote. That that's for sure. More international films of um, of neo noir will be will be great. Even its own foreign foreign box of neo noir will be fantastic. Yeah, mm. that'd be cool. Yeah. Well, do you have any like in mind that pops to your mind? Oh, too many to mention. Um. Ooh. <laughs> I'm trying to think like foreign stuff. You guys on the spot there, Ryan. I, can't... I know. Put myself on the spot. <laughs> well, if, um... so, many foreign, so many great foreign films with a, with a noir setting. It's great. But I can't think of any titles. Like I could think like I could think of some old fashioned ones, of course. Yeah, all the old ones. Jalo yeah. ones as well. They're, they're, they're basically Rufiki. noir, but with the horror films. That'd be good if they could maybe do some, you know, modern French ones or, you know, like maybe mm. from, get base moi past uncut, maybe. Do put that in there. Oh, yeah, lol. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> technically still banned in Australia, but. Yeah, um, but maybe. But it hasn't been resubmitted for 20 years, so maybe. I don't know. Yeah, good mm. point. Never know. That'd be funny. But yeah, there's a, there's a lot of. Lot of um, the French ones that come to mind as well, yeah, particularly around this era, 90s and 2000s, like a lot of really good crime films from Europe that they could put in there. So, um, yeah, it'd be interesting. Hmm. Well, probably one of the best crime French crime films is La Haine. Yes. I was thinking of that, La Haine. La Haine is amazing. Black, black and white, beautiful film, also starring Vincent Cassell and directed by Matthew Kasovitz. It's It's great. And that would fit nicely because it's a '90s film. It kind of fits in this sort of uh, this era. It so. does. It does. <laughs> Alrighty, on to oh, the second out of the three box sets. And um, John, did you want to do this this one? Yes. Um, so, um, so imprint collection number one eighty four to one eighty seven spy numbers. Um, this is directed by Roland Joffe. Um, and this is four films, and uh, we'll give you a bit of a breakdown on the box set. <clears throat> Award-winning director Roland Joffe produced some of the most cinematic works of the 1980s and beyond. This special edition collection celebrates four of his visionary works. Each film is a comp- uh, complemented with audio commentaries, interviews, and documentary features. Uh, and once again, it shines a spotlight for audiences new and old to rediscover these cinematic achievements. So included in this box set, we get The Killing Fields, uh, The Mission, Fat Man and Little Boy, 1988, City of Joy, 
um, and uh, prisoners of our own history. But I'll get into it more in detail. This is a limited edition six-disc hard box, limited to 1,500 copies. All right, so uh, The Killing Fields, 1984 imprint collection number 184. So the true story of journalist Sidney uh, Schoenberg, uh, Sam uh, Waterson, who is a New York Times journalist assigned to Cambodia and assigned in his effort by local representative Dith Pran, uh, Dr. Hayang Sinor, excuse me, uh, if I butcher that, um, when Fong Fem falls to the Khmer Rogue uh, two years later, uh, Dith Pran helps Scranberg escape but must himself remain behind. Uh, when the Khmer Rogue uh, captured uh, Fong Fem in 1975, Many thought that the killings would end. Instead, it started a long nightmare in which three million Cambodians would die in the killing fields. Back in New York, uh, Scramberg begins to draw up plans on how he might rescue his friend. Uh, directed by Roland Joffe and produced by David Putman, this astonishing film won three Academy Awards, uh, starring Sam uh, Waters, sorry, Sam uh, Woodston, uh, Dr. Hyung. No, no, sorry, and uh, John Malkovich and Julian Sands. Uh, so, special features and technical specs. So, this is a 1080p high definition presentation on Blu ray. Uh, audio commentary by director Roland Joffe. Um, new exchanges of trust. Julian Sands remembers the killing fields. Interview with actor Julian Sands. Uh, new violence and desperation. Chris Menges remembers the killing fields. Uh, interview with cinematographer Chris Menges. Uh, new Requiem for a Savage Land, Scoring the Killing Fields, a new documentary short discussing Mike Oldfield's score with film composer Rob Simons, um, Rob, sorry, Rob Simonson, composer Alan uh, Howarth, and music historian Jake Tempas. Um, <clears throat> David Putman on the Killing Fields featurette, interview with Roland Joffe featurette, interview with Bruce Robinson featurette, the Making of the Killing Fields, Vintage Interviews with Sidney Schamberg and Dirth Pran, 1984, uh, Vintage Interviews with Sam Watterson and uh, Hayang S. Noah, 1984, um, Original Aspect Ratio, uh, which is 1.85, uh, Audio English DTS uh, 5.1 Surround Sound HD, plus LPC-M 2.0 stereo and optional English H2H subtitles. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. It also includes a bonus disc 2, which is the Killing Fields, Dr. Hayang S. Noor, um, a feature-length documentary by Arthur Dong. This moving film explores the life and experiences of Dr. Hayang Noor, who uh, was forced into the brutal label camps of the... Um, Khmer Rogue. Uh, years later, he uh, will recreate his experiences in the film The Killing Fields, which won him an Academy Award for his performance. All right, so the second film in this box set is The Mission from 1987. This is spine number 185. Uh, sweeping and visually uh, resplendent, uh, The Mission is a powerful action epic about a man of the sword, Robert De Niro, and a man of the cloth, Jeremy Irons, who unite to shield the South African Indian tribe but uh, from brutal uh, sub uh, subjugation uh, by 18th century colonial empires, it reunites key talents behind the Killing Fields, co-producer David Putman, 
and uh, director Roland Joffe and uh, cinematographer Chris Menges. Winner of the 1986 Cannes Film Festival Best Picture Award, this film earned seven Academy Award nominations, including Best Picture and won Best Cinematography Oscar. Robert Bolt's uh, thoroughly, um, sorry, thoughtful screenplay and Ennio Morricone's rich score won Golden Globe Awards. The mission is screen-telling, storytelling um, that weaves a haunting spell. This stars Rob De Niro, Jeremy Irons, Ray McGanley, Aidan Quinn, and Liam Nielsen. Uh, so the special features on here is a 1080p high-definition transfer on Blu-ray, audio commentary by director Roland Joffe, uh, the Making of the Mission, a documentary from a BBC TV um, series on, on Omnibus from 1986. A new feature on Earth as in Heaven, Scoring the Mission, a documentary short about the making of Ennio Morricone's score with film music producer Robert Townsend and the film's uh, music biographer Jeff Bond. Uh, you also get a new um, life in the balance. Uh, Chris Menges remembers the mission uh, interview with cinematographer Chris Menges. Uh, you also get a vintage interview with Jeff, Jeffrey Irons from 1986, a vintage interview with Roland Joffe from 1986, uh, original aspect ratio of 2.35, audio English DTS HD 5.1 surround and uh, LPCM 2.0 stereo and uh, optional HOH subtitles. Um, the third film in this box set is um, uh, Fat Man and Little Boy from 1989, imprint collection 186. In the remote desert of New Mexico, the Manhattan Project is materializing, the World War II effort to build the atomic bomb. Oscar-winning Paul Newman, HUD, nobody's fool, stars as General Leslie Groves, the military man in charge of a massive project that will produce two weapons, Fat Man and Little Boy. Um, Dwight Schultz, the temp, Star Trek, The First Contact, is uh, Robert H. Oppenheimer, uh, the brilliant scientist attempting to bring a startling mission to fruition. This film stars Paul Newman, <coughs> excuse me, um, Bonnie uh, Bedilla, uh, John Cusack, uh, Laura Dern, and Natasha Richardson. Uh, quite a stunningly, profoundly moving film by Michael Medved of Sneak Previews. This film includes a 1080p high-definition transfer on Blu-ray, a new feature, uh, Destroyer of Worlds, Dwight Schultz remembering Fat Man and Little Boy, uh, an epic interview with actor Dwight Schultz about playing um, Robert uh, Oppenheimer. Uh, there is a new feature, uh, Madness and Suspicion, scoring Fat Man and Little Boy, documentary about the short on the making of Ennio Morricone's brilliant score with the film's historians and author Daniel uh, Schweiger. Uh, theatrical trailer, original aspect of 2.351, and uh, original audio English DTS HD 5.1 surround, LPC M 2.0 stereo, and optional English subtitles. <clears throat> um, and the last film on this is City of Joy from 1992. Um, in his best performance of his career, Patrick Swayze stars as Max Lowe, a dis um, disillusioned surgeon who travels to India after a young patient dies on the operating table. But Lowe's determination to quit medicine is challenged when he meets a committed British nurse who runs a free clinic in Cal Calcutta's most dangerous neighborhood. 
and when uh, when her clinic and in the livelihood of her neighbors is threatened by a brutal local godfather, Max teaches the impoverished Indians the strength of their own unity. This film stars Patrick Swayze, uh, Pauline Collins, Om Puri, and uh, Shabana Azmi, Art Malik. And the special features is a 1080p high-definition presentation on Blu-ray from a new 4K scan. A new featurette, uh, The Worm Turns, Art Malik Remembers City of Joy, interview with actor Art Malik. Uh, interview with Roland Joffe, 2018, India and Cinema, a featurette. A theatrical trailer, uh, original aspect ratio 1.851. Audio, original audio of DTS HD 5.1 surround and LPCM 2.0 stereo. Um, it also includes a bonus disc, uh, two, which is Prisoners of Their Own History. Uh, sorry, Prisoners of Our Own History, the four films of Roland Joffe, 2022, an intimate all-new feature-length documentary with Roland Joffe and Bolly Who Pitches, exclusive to this limited edition box set. So, um, yeah, wow, that's uh, that's quite a set. Quite a set indeed. It sure is. Uh, <clears throat> Roland Joffe, my goodness, such a great director. Um, John, have you seen any of those films? Yes, I've um, I've only seen two out of the four. Funny enough, I've seen the Killing Fields and the Mission, which was the the big one. Uh, I know of the other two. I just never got around to seeing them, and uh, I'm really keen to check them out now. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'll be digging into those immediately as soon as I get the box. Yeah, I've seen three out of the four. I saw the Killing Fields, the Mission, and City of Joy. But Fat Man and Little Boy I have not seen. Looking forward to that one. Ryan, how about you? Um, I've only seen The Killing Fields many, many moons ago. I know of um, The Mission, and I have no idea about the other two. Yeah, Killing Fields is an intense film. Mm, Pretty sure. intense. We'll talk more about that in a sec. Um, Marcy, how about you? Uh, I've seen three of the four films uh haven't seen the like documentaries um the one i haven't seen is fat man and little boy uh the other three are excellent films and i actually do have a blu-ray in my collection of the killing field so um i probably will uh end up getting this one. Oh, no doubt mm. uh Beth, how about you I haven't seen any from this uh, collection and I'm very excited to kind of pick it up because a lot of the films that are on here, like the killing fields and the mission are ones I've been wanting to watch forever, uh, which is kind of ironic because I actually do own the killing fields on Blu-ray as well, but I haven't got around to watching it, but I might have to uh, trade that up, that one up for this uh, new collection. Cause this is definitely a must buy for me. Oh, definitely. Yeah. The killing fields is just fantastic. And, um, of course, it stars Sam Morrison, who was also nominated for an Oscar. And, of course, Bean and Marcy, we all know Sam Morrison from another film that we've discussed on one of your... that we we have discussed on one of your shows. Um, Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> we're, talk, we're talking about um, his character of Eugene Sutphin from John Waters' Serial Mom. That was... And- He's yeah. fabulous in it. He's, he's he's such a good actor, but everyone I know is like, oh, he's the Law and Order guy. It's like, no. Yeah, he's just known as the Law and Order guy now. Law and Order guy, but like, no, he's he's done a lot of great films before that. So. Oh, he has. 
Mm. But another standout from the Killing Fields is, of course, Hayne Guest Norgal, who um who actually who has won the Oscar. And he was he was amazing in that movie. Mm. Yeah. I really, it's been, mind you, it has been a while since I've seen it. Mm. But the one thing that I list that I listen to all the time is Mike Goldfield's beautiful score. I love. Yeah. I'm a huge Mike Goldfield fan. Of course, everybody knows Mike Goldfield from one one album, which is a 50 minute masterpiece of music called Tubular Bells, which is of course. Um, the the main theme for the Exorcist, mm. and um, yeah, that album. I, I I listen to that album religiously. I, I, even though there's like edited versions of that of that song, Tubular Bells, I can only I have to hear the whole fifty minutes. I can't hear the like three or four minute ugh, <laughs> version. It's terrible, but it's a great. It's a he's a be- he's a great composer. He's mm. done some amazing albums, but the Killing Fields was a, is one memorable score. It is definitely. Great film and makes a great double with uh, Oliver Stone's Salvador. If you're in for a very depressing double feature, oh yes, absolutely. <laughs> that if you if you're up for a bleak double, definitely those two. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, um, the mission. That's another good one. And uh, but the one thing that everybody talks about when they watch the mission is it's considered Ennio Morricone's greatest score, which. Mm. Ugh. He's done so many great scores, and um, but <laughs> yes, it's definitely in my top five for sure for, for the mission. There's just so many good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, all the Sergio Leone films, Once Upon a Time in America, is one of his best as well. Mm. And even the upcoming imprint release of Lolita, he did the score mm-hmm. of that, which mm. I absolutely adore. And uh, but yeah, well, of course, we can't forget Robert De Niro and Jeremy Irons, they're both fantastic in it. So, how did you? What did you think of the mission when you first when you saw it, John? Yeah, look, it's been a while. Um, I I really enjoyed. It. I just remember the performances from the two are amazing. Both um, De Niro. Um, yeah, I I really like it. It's one that I I look forward to rewatching. Um, and, and the score, like I, said, I do like the score. I agree. Probably not not the greatest. Um, Morricone, but he's just done so many good soundtracks. It's hard to. It, it is. It's literally impossible to. Because that 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 legend has done so many scores. It's we've said over four hundred films, and um, yeah, mm. yeah, it's impossible to narrow it down. It's impossible but, to choose. That's right. Yeah. Him and Irons, yeah, great, great performance. And just remember it, because um, like I said, it's been a while, but just visually, just a beautiful film. Visual, mm. absolutely. Uh, yeah, look forward to seeing it on Blu-ray finally. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Ryan, what about you? Uh, you? You saw the mission, right, or no? No, I have not. Right. Okay, that's right. You said you only saw on Killing Fields. Yes. Um, good fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good double with like Hotel Rwanda as well. Oh, yeah, that too. <laughs> yes. Keep your spirits up. Yeah. Marcy, what did you think of on the mission? Uh, it's been a long time since I've seen it, but I do remember really liking it and the performances and the score. Um, just very memorable things in there, but I'm very excited to rewatch it. And um, the third one, um, Fat Man and Little Boy, that one I had not seen. And um, to be honest with you, I haven't even, I'd never heard of it until now. No, same, I never even heard yeah. of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, cool, I though. haven't heard of it either. Well, yeah, we'll definitely talk more about that in a future episode discussing this thing. No doubt we'll, we'll have one, but who knows when that will happen. And of course, um, City of Joy with Patrick Swayze. That one I saw on 
the good old VHS days. And mm, same really, here. You saw that on VHS, Marcy? Yeah, I did. Um, and I honestly, I can't remember too much about it, but I do remember liking it. So uh, it is one I'm curious to actually rewatch. It'll be good to rewatch it again for sure. Um, John, you said you haven't seen City of Joy, have you? No, I haven't. And um, yeah, like I said, it's one I I, I, I know of just because of Patrick Swayze. Mm. I was curious about the films he did, but yeah, it's one I never got around to seeing. And it just, it sounds sounds great and it sounds very different for Swayze so um, yeah that that yeah. it definitely is yeah 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 definitely so I'm I'm very intrigued to see it absolutely mm-hmm. Ryan are you excited for um, City of Joy sure yeah I've got some joy in my heart <laughs> I was with joy for some Patrick Swayze of course <laughs> may he rest in peace yes rip oh Ryan would you like to to discuss the next title yeah, <clears throat> imprint number 188 uh, from 1992, The Fabulous School Tides. After receiving a scholarship to an exclusive prep school, working-class teen David Green, played by the beautiful Brendan Fraser, becomes a star athlete and wins the attention of a beautiful debutante, uh, Amy Lucane. Uh, but the ties of his newfound friendships are broken when a student reveals the secret reveals the secret David has tried to conceal. He is Jewish. Now David must take the most important stand of his life, one that will touch the lives of many and forever change the course of his future. Brendan Fraser from the classic George of the Jungle leads an all-star cast including Matt Damon and Ben Affleck from Goodwill Hunting and Chris O'Donnell, who is a wonderful Robin, may I say, in this acclaimed coming-of-age drama. Special features and technical specs are a 1080p high-def presentation on Blu-ray, new audio commentary by filmmaker and film historian Jim Hemphill. Uh, There's more features to be announced as a theatrical trailer, original aspect ratio of 178 to 1, audio English DTS HD 5.1 surround plus LPCM 2.0 stereo, Optional English subtitles and a limited edition slipcase on the first 1,500 copies with some lovely artwork. Uh, I I like this film. I love my Brendan Fraser, but um, it's a wonderful little film. Period drama. It's a wonderful period drama, I should say. Um, have any of you guys seen this flick? Oh, yes. Uh, let me just say, a movie like School Ties, when, you know, you're a young lady, is kind of important. Uh, it, it, uh, it's one of those movies where you're like, wow, boys are cute. Um, <laughs> so, you know, that, that, there was a lot of that. I mean, Brendan Fraser, uh, forever and always, uh, absolutely beautiful. Um, and he's, he's such a fantastic lead in this film. Mm. Um, it has been a while since I've seen it, so I'm very, very excited um, for this release. Uh, it is, it's one I watched quite a bit growing up. Um, but, yeah, it's been a while since I've seen it, so I was actually really excited to see uh, the announcement that this was coming out. Um, really keen to rewatch it. Yeah, for um, sure. I can't remember. Mm. I had, like, a VHS of one film, mm. but, like, th- this yeah. was the trailer for it, the Family, Guy, uh, Family Ties trailer. 
play constantly. I was like, oh, this looks intense and amazing. And then, like, I finally saw it. And I'm like, yeah, it's pretty cool. I like it. It's pretty good. Yes. Um, what about you, Tony? Yeah, I have seen School Ties, and I really, really enjoyed it. It's um, Yeah, I saw it on VHS back in the day, and um, looking forward to this Blu-ray release. But the fascinating thing about School Ties is it's actually based on um, the writer Dick Wolf's um, experiences. It's basically based on his own experiences in, um, in school. As you know, so everybody... Another Law and Order tie in here? Another Law and Order tie, that's right. <laughs> Yeah. Dick Wolf, of course, everybody, as everybody knows, he's the creator of all the Lord Orders, and um, I believe the Chicago series as well. Chicago, yeah. Ed, Chicago PD. Oh, yeah, he has an, a great repertoire yeah. as, um, in television. But yeah, TV, man. But yeah, apparently mm. this is based on his own on his own experiences. Interesting. It was it was a very good film. I really yeah, Brendan Fraser. Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, of course, they they were they were really good as well, and of course Chris O'Donnell. But yeah, I really I really did enjoy um School Ties. Uh, John, how about you? Yeah, look, it's one I, I've I've seen. I saw it years ago. Um, and this one that I recall seeing on TV of all places. Um, but yeah, I just remember um really enjoying it, and uh, and it's one I'm keen to revisit with a fresh pair of eyes, and kind of showed that Brendan Fraser. You know, could act like is a really good actor as well. You know, mm-hmm. because he does he does his genre stuff, but he yeah can do these really serious dramatic roles. And uh, yeah, it's 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 from memory. It's a great film about class. Um, so it's one I want to um uh, uh, yeah I look forward to rewatching, especially with the resurgence of Brendan Fraser. Uh, hopefully, there'll be some some new people discovering it as well. Hopefully, mm-hmm. it'll be a commentary with uh, Brendan Fraser and even uh, like a little interview. Well, oh, that'd be great. Yeah, <laughs> he's hoping. Well, there's more features to be announced, so you never know. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Beth, have you seen um, School Ties? Yeah, I have seen it. It uh, has been quite a while since I've seen it, but it was one of those films I remember growing up, everyone like was talking about because everyone I knew watched it. And I didn't watch it until probably many years later, but I did remember liking it very, very much, but I always just remembered just how massive of a cast it had. Like, you know, like, of course, everyone has Brendan Fraser's in it, but, you know, Chris O'Donnell, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, and many others had, you know, started off their careers with this film. So it, it's it's a really good film and uh, definitely one that I think if people haven't seen it, it's definitely worth checking out. Sure, definitely. It's a really good one. Uh, Ryan, <coughs> did, you to, did you want to continue on with the next title? I would love to. Oh, yeah. Next title, number... 189 from 1982. Ladies and gentlemen, the fabulous Stains. Connie Burns, played by Diane Lane, is a typical frustrated teenager living in a nowhere town until she catches punk band The Looters. Bewitched by the whole punk scene, she and her fledging band, The Stains, join the tour and in no time it all become media magnets. The band forms a rabid following of young girls while... Corrine begins a relationship with Luda's singer Billy, played by Ray Winston. Uh, as the stains get bigger and bigger, however, Connie's ambition gets the better of her. Ladies and gentlemen, the fabulous stains never received a formal theatrical release and was only seen on late night cable, poor quality bootlegs, or on rare occasions at film festivals. Yet somehow, this 1981 film about a trio of misfit 
teenage girls who start a punk band went on to inspire a generation of female rockers. Diane Lane, Ray Winston, Peter Dunat, and Laura Dern. Our special features and tech specs are 1080p high def presentation on Blu ray, audio commentary by director Lou Adler, audio commentary by actors Diane Lane and Laura Dern. New audio commentary by film critic and author Lee Gambin and musician slash journalist Alison Wolfe, uh, who did Bratmobile, host of I'm in the Band podcast and co-founder of the Riot Girl movement. New video essay by film historian Kat Ellinger. Uh, new video essay by Sarah Marcus, author of Girls to the Front, the, Str- the true story of the Riot Girl revolution. New audio interview with actor Marin Cantor. A new interview with actor Debbie Rochin. Rochin. A photo gallery, original aspect ratio 187 to 1. Uh, audio English DTS HD 5.1 surrounds and LPCM 2.0 stereo. Uh, optional English subtitles and limited edition slipcase of the first 1500 copies um i haven't seen this don't know about this i only heard about it when lee was talking about it a while back to us or to me i can't remember he was talking about it and he was like very excited with this film so i'm very excited to say i love punk films they're really awesome they're good fun um what about you bead and marcy have you seen this or know of um... it I haven't even heard of it until uh, the announcements, but it sounds really interesting. So I definitely want to watch it now. Plus, uh, the cast is pretty awesome and the subject matter. So, yeah, I definitely want to watch it. Uh, Bead, what about you? Well, I've heard about this one over the years, you know, on and off throughout the years, but I always knew it was kind of like a very much a cult favorite. But now that, you know, Imprint is releasing this on Blu ray, I'm very excited to finally check it out and i didn't realize i knew diane uh lane was in this film but i didn't realize like ray winston and laura dern and many others were also in this film as well and like very young <laughs> versions of them as well so i i i this it's even has made me even more excited to check this one out oh yeah and i want to see like ray winston like sing too mm. that'd be cool um john what are your thoughts? Yeah, look, it's one I've never seen, but um, look, I, I have heard of it. Um, I think it's just, like they said there, it's been pretty unavailable, this film, for some time. So I think this is finally getting a proper release and restoration. Um, yeah, like I said, like you said, Kendall, I, I do like my sort of punk films like you know, Smithereens and Jubilee and all that, those films from that time period. Um, and I remember this this being mentioned in a, an extra or docker or something I was watching on the, the Smithereens disc. Maybe it was the um, commentary. They mentioned this film. And I said, aha. And so I looked it up and, oh, okay. But it was just pretty unavailable. Like I, I could just find dodgy rips on YouTube. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, no, I'm I'm keen to, like I said, the cast just sounds amazing. Like an early Lauren Dern film. Like, um, yeah, so sign me up. So, yeah, you're yeah, very keen to, uh, to to see this one. Definitely. Yeah, because was this before? Oh, this is just after Blue Velvet. Blue Velvet was eighty one. No, oh, no, Blue Velvet was eighty six. Eighty six. 
Yeah, so the right. she's she's quite young on this, by the way. Yeah, right. she, yeah. Damn, for sure. Um, Tony. Yeah, I have not seen this, but I'm excited. I love rock movies. I love punk films as well, and of course, um, the cast: Diane Lane, Ray Winston, and Laura Dern. Can't go wrong. And of course, with our friend Lee doing a commentary. Mm-hmm. Love you, but also, yeah, this is directed by Lou Adler. Lou Adler is uh he has done many things. He has produced some amazing albums, but I think of course probably his most popular album that he produced was Carol King's Tapestry. And he also produced the Rocky Horror Picture Show the film. One of the mm. that's probably the uh. greatest cult film of all time. Mm. So yeah, so it's def- that this one was definitely an obscure cult film for sure, and I can't wait to watch it. Totally. Me too. Alrighty. Coming up at number 190 from 2002, we have The Marvelous City of God. Celebrated with worldwide acclaim, this powerful true story of crime and redemption has won numerous prestigious awards around the globe. The streets of the world's most notorious slum Rio de Janeiro's City of God are a place where combat photographers fear to tread. Police rarely go, and residents are lucky if they live to the age of 20. In the midst of the oppressive crime and violence, a frail and scared young boy will grow up to discover that he can view the harsh realities of his surroundings with a different eye, the eye of an artist. In the face of impossible odds, his brave ambition to become a professional photographer becomes a window into his world and ultimately his way out. Directed by Fernando Morales, sorry, and Katia Lund, this harrowing film was nominated for four Academy Awards. Right, so starring names I will butcher. Yeah. Alexandra Rodriguez, uh, Matthias Nachtigale, <laughs> and Lendro Firmino. Apologise. Uh, special features and tech specs are a 1080p high-def presentation on Blu-ray. News from a personal war documentary. Uh, there's more features to come. Uh, theatrical trailer, original aspect ratio of 1.85 to 1. Audio Portuguese, DTS HD 5.1 surround plus LPCM 2.0 stereo. English subbies. And limited edition slipcase on the first fifteen hundred copies. Wonderful. Um, I have seen this film. It's a fantastic crime flick. Um, fantastic, like coming of age film too, as well. Um, it's really well done, really well made, and it, it yeah, it's cool. It shows you like the bleak side of um being really young and knowing the only way around you like living around violence is the only way to like live in a sense so it's mm. really cool it's a wonderful film um Bede and marcy what are your thoughts have you seen this one yes i have seen this one i probably haven't seen it since it like came out early uh on dvd uh, so definitely need a rewatch and looking forward to picking this one up because I'm very excited to rewatch it. Uh, Beat. Yeah, I mean, I it's been a while since I've seen 
uh, City of God as well, but I remember loving it the first time I watched it. And I haven't seen it since, so I'm very much looking forward to revisiting again uh, from this with this Blu-ray. And I just remembered it just being such a really ab- fantastic film. So I, I th- it's definitely long overdue for a rewatch. Mm. Mm. Johnny boy, what about you? Yeah, I um, I the same with everyone else. I saw this one it first came out. I think it was one of those had a lot of buzz, and I remember hiring it on as a new like overnight DVD when it mm. came out. Um, mm. The early noughties. Um, and uh, yeah, look, it's it, it's it's a great film. It's a really powerful film. Like going off memory, like just showing the slums and the crime and. Um, and, and yeah, growing up in this environment and and how what a you know a, a brutal place it is and and it is a coming of age story as well, but it's it's one of the best sort of crime films set around, um, you know Rio, um, you know and, and this sort of environment. So yeah, it, it's a really good film and I'm glad it's getting a, a reissue so people can see it. Um, but yeah, it's, I just have very good memories of this film and uh, yeah, like I, said, I haven't seen it in quite some time, but keen to to get back into it. And it's great because, like I said, a lot of people, I think, would be discovering it again for the first time. Mm. Fantastic. Uh, Tony? Oh, I saw this at the cinema when it came out. And um, I saw it with a couple of friends. And um, as you know, for all of you who've seen it, that this film does contain violence which involve kids. And um, I do remember my friends walking out with those sequences coming out. So I ended up watching the rest of the film alone. <laughs> but, um, but no, this movie is a genuine masterpiece. And there is one, and I absolutely adore it. And um, the one thing I always remember, I don't know if you remember, I think it, it was a striking image of little Z holding the gun with laughing for the first time. I yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that image will always haunt my memories. That that was great. Mm. Lil Z was freaking freaking insane, but but brilliantly portrayed by um that especially the little kid who played him. It was it was incredible. Mm-hmm. But also this movie also caused I don't know I don't know if it caused some backlash with the Academy Awards and all that because um it was nominated for four Oscars and it was nominated for best director, but unfortunately Katia Lund was not nominated. Only Fernando Morales got nominated for Best Director. And she was credited as, as a co-director as well, which is really a shame. Mm. It both felt both um, directors should have been should have been at least recognized. Yeah. Yeah. Not just not just Fernando Morales, who has done some good films. And um but this one's definitely his masterpiece, hands down. I absolutely love this movie. Big time. Last one of the singles. Number 191 from 1988, a title called Distant Thunder. John Lithgow from Shrek and Footloose stars as self-exiled bush vet and Ralph Macchio, uh, Cobra Kai, let's just say, uh, co-stars as the son he hasn't seen in 15 years. Their uneasy reunion accidentally sparks war-haunted violence a father and son share a hurrying fight for survival that will either destroy them or unify them forever. And a little quote here from Roger Ebert, Lithgow's performance is at, is at the heart of the movie, starring John Lithgow, Ralph Macchio and Carrie Kane. Uh, tech specs are 1080p high def on Blu-ray, 
New audio commentary by author David J. Moore. Uh, there's more features to be announced. There's a theatrical trailer. Uh, original aspect ratio, 1.78 to 1. Audio English DTS HD 5.1 surround and LPCM 2.0 stereo. Optional English subbies and limited edition sick pieces of first 1,500 copies. Unique artwork. Now, I have not seen this film at all. Um, about it. I think, I don't know, I just think like a lot of um, Ralph Macchio films got overshadowed by Karate Kid. So I'm interested to see this one. And I do like my ex-Viet men going a bit insane as well. And John Lithgow's a wonderful actor. So um, I'll, I'll definitely pick this one up and have a squiz. Um, Beat and Marcy, what are your thoughts? Um, I have not seen this. I have heard of it uh, and I am very keen to check it out I do really like uh, John Lithgow and Ralph Macchio and yeah I think you're 100% on it there that you know a lot of his other work outside of the Karate Kid kind of just fell by the side because everyone just focused on the Karate Kid but there are mm. some really good Ralph Macchio performances and films out there that are not yeah. the Karate Kid <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I always say that with the same with, like, Anthony Perkinson's. You just, like, think of Psycho, but he's done mm. so much more. It's like, mm. I can't give a fuck about Psycho. Just, like, give me all these other stuff right now. Seen Psycho to death. Yeah, it's kind of like that. Uh, Bede! Yeah, well, I think I've heard of Distant Thunder for quite a while now. Although, I think I kind of got it confused with Rolling Thunder and Blue Thunder. <laughs> that, that's fair. That's yeah, fair. because it's always one of those three movies. Like, is it the same movie I'm thinking of, or is it, like, a different movie? Because the titles are very similar. But, yeah, yeah I'm definitely very much uh, looking forward to watching it. I mean, having John Lithgow and Ralph Macchio in the same film definitely has me intrigued. And, uh, and I mean, I mean, it's from the director of such classics as uh, The Birds 2, Land's End, and Halloween Resurrection. Why shouldn't I be excited for this movie? <laughs> um, Johnny. Uh, yes, uh, and The Birds 2 is not terrible. I recently saw that. <laughs> I, I've heard of its reputation, but I can imagine it's probably a little bit overblow from pe if people have actually seen it. Yes, yes, yeah, it's, it's a made-for-TV movie. Nothing to do with the Hitchcock birds, but they chucked on the two. Uh, but yes, it, it's 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 entertaining. I'll say that. Um, yeah, no, I'm I'm keen to see this. Um, I think like everyone else has said, um, yeah, Lithgow is just such a good good actor, and um, yeah, he's known for his more recent stuff, like I said, like you know Shrek and whatnot. But you know, just in yeah some of his TV work, but yeah, like he's a great actor and him and De Palm films are just amazing. Like he's just an amazing actor. So, um, yeah. And unfortunately, yeah, Ralph has always been typecast to Karate Kid. So it's good to see him in a dramatic role. That's not Karate Kid. So, uh, yeah. So like, so I, I, I'm very keen to see this. It looks great. Um, complete blind watch. And to be honest, I never even heard of this film. So this is a complete discovery for me. So I'm, I'm very keen to check this one out. Fantastic. And Tony. I think we're all in the same boat. I have not seen or heard of Distant Thunder. But um but yeah, from with with a cast like John Lithgow and um, Ralph Macchio, it'll be great. It looks it really does look really does look interesting. But as you all said, um yeah, with the typecasting of Ralph Macchio for the karate, that's all he's remembered for. 
There's another movie that Ralph Macho was in that I absolutely adore that rarely gets rec- that rarely gets recognition. That movie is Crossroads. Yes, good movie. I adore Crossroads. Oh yeah, I love the blues, and of course this was this, this that movie was just fantastic. And of course, I'm um, John Lithgow. Yeah, John, as you said with Brian De Palma, of course, Raising Cane. Can't yeah. Yeah, blow out. Blow out, of course. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, this one does look interesting. I'm really looking forward to this one. Alrighty, I guess it's up to me now to do the big one. Ooh. Um, yes, it is. Now, <laughs> now this one was just recently announced, and um, it's Imprint Television Number Three: The Avengers, the Emma Peel Collection. No, Ryan, it doesn't include the Uma Thurman Sean Connery film. Well, then that's a no-go for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but I can't have it without the classic Uma Thurman and Ralph Fiennes flick. Oh, boy. That's what needs the... it, you know? Oh, God, that was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. But, um... Masterpiece. <laughs> it's like I, got, I know um, a guy I know has, like, a big cardboard cutout of, like, that poster thing that they had in cinemas. Oh, yeah. Just, like, sitting in his kitchen, I'm like, lol. <laughs> oh, the poster's the best thing about the movie. <laughs> That's all I can say about it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, you can tell why Sean uh, quit acting shortly after that film. <laughs> he has, yes. Mm. All righty. Uh, Imprint Television number three, The Avengers, The Emma Peel Collection. Extraordinary crimes against the people and the state have to be avenged by agents extraordinary. Two such people are John Steed, top professional, and his partner Emma Peel, talented amateur, otherwise known as the Avengers. With lethal bowler hat and umbrella, killer fashion and kung fu, the secret agents investigate bizarre and colourful adventures with nonchalant efficiency, sophistication and charm. Whilst every era of the long-running, enduringly popular and trend-setting British series has its own unique style, charm and wit, it is the Emma Peel years that have become the program's most iconic and recognisable, with Diana Riggs' portrayal of Mrs Emma Peel ushering in a new era of excitement, fashion and iconology. Coupled with Patrick McAnee's continuing depiction of the urbane and sublime John Steed. Now, this 16-disc Blu-ray set brings together every episode from the Emma Peel era in stunning high definition, encompassing the complete series four and five, plus a copious collection of vintage and new special features celebrating this peak era of the Avengers. Imprint television number three, 1965 to 1967. Special features and technical specs. Oh boy, there's so much. Wish me luck. Um, <laughs> 1080p high-definition presentation from the original 35mm elements, collectible double-sided hard box packaging limited to 1,500 copies, 120-page booklet featuring essay by Dick Fiddy of the British Film Institute and story information for every episode taken from the studio files. Original as-broadcast mono-audio tracks, LPCM, Original as broadcast, The Avengers in Colour, opening slate on Series 5 episodes. Audio commentary on The Town of No Return, 
by producer, writer, Brian Clemens and director, Roy Ward Baker. Audio commentary on The Masterminds by writer, Robert Banks Stewart. Audio commentary on Dial a Deadly Number by writer, Roger Marshall. Audio commentary on The Hour That Never Was by director, Jerry O'Hara. Audio commentary, The House That Jack Built by director, Don Lever. Audio commentary on The Winged Avenger by writer Richard Harris. Audio commentary on Epic by guest actor Peter Wingard. Audio commentary on The Joker by filmmaker Sam Clemens and George Clemens with the sons of writer-producer Brian Clemens from 2022. The audio commentary on The Return of the Cybernauts by Diana Riggs stunt double Sid Child. Audio commentary on Murdersville by producer, writer Brian Clemens. Filmed introductions to eight series five episodes by producer, writer Brian Clemens. Filmed introduction to the 50,000 pound breakfast by guest actress Anna K. Wills. Brief audio recollection from guest actor Francis Matthews on filming The 13th Hole. The Avengers at 50. Footage captured from the 50th anniversary celebration of the series, held at Chichester University in 2011. Includes video messages from, from Patrick McNee, interviews with producer, writer Brian Clemens, director Don Lever, never before released, director Jerry O'Hara, never before released, stunt coordinator Raymond Austin, guest actress Carol Cleveland and guest actress Annika Wills, writer Roger Marshall and Patrick McInnes biographer Marie Cameron. Dame Diana Rigg at the BFI. 2015 onstage interview and Q&A held at the British Film Institute in London to celebrate 50 years of Emma Peel. The series of No Return, an audio interview with actress Elizabeth Shepherd, who was originally cast as Emma Peel. Renata Plus Points, featuring actor Patrick McNee, composer Laurie Johnson, writer Roger Marshall, and stunt double Sid Child. Bonus Series 6 episode, The Forget-Me-Not, Emma Peel's final story and the introduction of Tara King. K is for Kill, excerpt from the new Avengers episodes featuring appearances by Emma Peel. Archival material. Armchair Theatre episode The Hot House, starring Diana Rigg, the performance that led to Rigg's casting as Emma Peel in The Avengers. Chessboard opening title sequence, used on US broadcasts for Series 4. German and French title sequences. Series 4 UK commercial break bumper slates. Alternative titles, credits, and tag of select Series 4 episodes. Series 4 Commercial Break Bumpers Production Trims from Select Series 5 Episodes The Strange Case of the Missing Corpse Series 5 Teaser Film German interview, television interview with Patrick McNee and Diana Rigg by Joachim Fuchsberger Colorization test footage for Death at Bargain Prices and A Touch of Brimstone Reconstructed John Stamp Series 4 Trailer they're Back, Trailers, Series 5 Trailer and Series 5 German Cinema Trailer. Extensive photo galleries from the studio archives. 
1973 interview with Diana Rigg discussing her US sitcom Diana and leaving the Avengers. The original aspect ratio of 133 by 1, which has black and white and color. Audio English LPCM 2.0 mono. And English subtitles with a hard of hearing for series 4 and 5 only. Bonus disc 1, additional special features. More interviews from Avengers at 50 with composer Laurie Johnson, writer and guest actor Jeremy Burnham, stunt double Sid Child, and a screenwriters panel discussion featuring Brian Clemens, Richard Harris, Richard Bates, and Terence Dix. Brian Clemens in conversation, on-stage interview at the British Film Institute in London, discussing his early writing career. Diana Reg, German Super 8 Films, Das Diadem, Mini Killers, and Der Golden Schlüssel. Extensive photo gallery from the Avengers Fashion Show, and Diana Rigg Photo Gallery. And bonus disc two, the original episodes file. Featuring the four original episodes from the Kathy Gale era of the series, which were remade in series five. Death of a Great Dane, Don't Look Behind You, Stress to Kill, and The Charmers in standard definition. Audio commentary by writer Roger Marshall on Death of a Great Dane. Audio commentary by actress Anna Blackman and UK presenter Paul O'Grady on Don't Look Behind You. Filmed introduction by Patrick McNee and Anna Blackman to Don't Look Behind You. Tunnel of Fear, a full-length, previously lost episode from Series 1, recovered in 2016. And lastly, The Avengers at 50, interview with Anna Blackman by Paul O'Grady. Good God, that was big. <laughs> um, now, I haven't seen much of the Avengers television series, but um, I remember Diana Rigg as Emma Peel, and she was she was great, of course, and of course Patrick McNee as John Steed. Um, but the only thing I remember from the Avengers is, of course, as I discussed earlier, was the movie with um, Uma Thurman, Ray Fiennes, and Sean Connery, which is unfortunate because I love to see more of the original Avengers with Emma Peel, of course. And, um, yes, uh, well, I think that's enough for me. Um, Bane and Marcy, have you ever watched any episodes of The Avengers? Um, I've seen the odd one here and there, but not really. Uh, sorry, Bane. That's all right. Uh, I was going to say I've never seen a single episode of The Avengers. Like, I always knew of it, particularly, you know, Diana Riggs, like, time on the show as Emma Peel. I mean, she she's pretty much, like... When people think of that show, they think of the character mm. of Emma Peel. But yeah, I, I've never seen a single episode of the show. But but like I guess most of us, I've only seen <laughs> the movie that came out in the nineties, and yeah, that movie was pretty terrible. But I can imagine that the uh, the TV show would be a lot better. Oh yeah, like from the select episodes I saw, they were very entertaining. Mm. Yeah, for sure. And I also do love Diana Rigg. I think she's a great actress. And, you know, whether she's on, you know, in her earlier years in films like, you know, Theatre of Blood or even one of her last appearances in the film, uh, I think it was uh, The La Last Night in Soho or even her time on Game of Thrones, she's always lights up the screen and she always gives like such a great performance. So, uh, yeah, I mean, there's definitely a good reason, like from based on what I've heard 
like she is iconic because of uh mm. of this show absolutely of course diana rig was also in another imprint release the assassination bureau with oliver mm. Reed. that was a good one as well uh john have you watched any um avengers episodes yes i have actually um <clears throat> this was a show i actually grew up with um i watched a lot of episodes um and the reason for it is uh, my mum this was her favorite show and she actually grew up um when it aired like when it first showed she um it's actually grew up in the uk so she um was around during the swinging 60s of, of britain and uh yeah this was one of her favorite shows and so when i was younger she introduced me to the series and um yeah i i really like the series um because I, I obviously watched when I was a kid, so um, I really want to go back and revisit them because um, they're just really fun, pulpy, um, you know, sort of espionage uh, spy um, spy show with each episode having its own sort of case um, or, or mystery to it. And uh, look, they they are really fun, and look, it, the show influenced a lot of sort of pulpy uh, sort of pop culture that we know today, like stuff like you know the, the Kingsman series, and um, you know even some of the James Bond films, like like you know really took a lot of influence from the show. So um, yeah, I'm I'm very excited to see it get a, a proper release, uh, particularly the Diana Rigg era, which is is definitely the best. Um, but yeah, this is one that I'm I'm very keen to get, and uh, yeah, it's yeah Diana Rigg's just just amazing, um, incredibly gorgeous and sexy in that that leather outfit, and um, and same with Patrick McNee, he's just a great actor too. Uh, yeah, just a really good series. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to rewatching this because um, it's been, like I said, since I was a kid, I watched these reruns on TV with my mum. So it's been a while. So yeah, very keen to dig into this set again. Yeah, I wanted to ask, have you watched any of the previous seasons without Diana Rigg? Have you watched any of those episodes? And how, how are they? Yes, I did. Um, and I remember not liking them as much uh, without Diana Rigg. And from memory, I think they were even black and white, maybe some of those non-Diana Rigg ones. So, you know, two factors to make it even worse. But um, it was it had a different vibe to a di different recall. It was not as uh, energetic as the Rigg one because she brought a lot of energy to it. Um, the, the previous, uh, you know, uh, Emma Rolls, um, sorry, the rig rolls pre her um just didn't have the same energy from memory I was just going off of memories as a kid i i just if it was a non-dynary episode I'd, I'd tune out pretty quickly i just have no interest so <laughs> but i'd still watch them but yeah very different vibe yeah uh ryan how about you have you watched any avengers episodes um no i haven't like i never actually saw any like reruns on tv because like it was a lot of get smart like, yeah. there was a lot of Get Smart. I never really noticed any Avengers, like, even in the TV guide, to be honest. So, I am, like, semi-interested in this. It does look cool, pulpy sort of stuff. Just from all the screen grabs and what have you. And I see fucking um, Christopher Lee up there and Peter Cushing as bad folks. Yeah, you'll see a lot of, like, Hammer regulars pop up. Yeah. I show a lot, yeah. For sure. You know, it looks kind of cool. Yeah, I really can't wait for this box set. Like, uh, I've only seen like a few episodes of the Emma Peel series, and I would love to dig in, especially with Diana Reed. That's most definitely her iconic performance. As well as, um, of course, as Bede said earlier, um, of, um, of, of course, um, Queen Elena from Game of Thrones. <laughs> mm. Of course, um, spoilers alert if you haven't seen Game of Thrones. Um, yeah, of course, she was the one who killed King Joffrey. 
<laughs> you can't forget that. Everyone, 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 all the fandom applauded her for that. Except and, for uh, me, because he was my favorite character. <laughs> <laughs> and Marcy I, hated Diana Reg ever since. <laughs> I didn't. I, I, I forgave her because she's Diana Rigg. It's funny. And of course, the last role of um, in Last Night in Soho is such a such yeah. a such a good horror film from Edgar Wright. Amazing. Yeah, it's it's fun, Diana Rigg. It's a face story. My mum's like, oh, I, I saw this Diana Rigg Diana Rigg film in the cinemas, you know, back in the seventies. It was like this weird horror film with Vincent Price, and uh, it took me a while. I figured out it was she was referring to Theater of Blood. Um, mm-hmm. Anyone hasn't seen that's a really great Vincent oh Price. yeah. Horror film, yeah, <laughs> about um, him getting revenge on on critics. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's a good Diana Rigg horror from, from back when. Absolutely, that is a really good Diana Rigg horror. Well, that was the end of the November announcement. It's a huge announcement at that. Fourteen movies, one huge te- television series, and um, had great guests to. Join me on this episode. Thank you so much, Bean and Marcy from the Super Network. It's always, it's always a pleasure having you all both on board. Thank well, you. Well, thank you for very much for inviting us back on. This was always it's always a pleasure when uh, when we do. And yeah, we it was quite a jam packed episode because we had so much to talk about with all these releases. Oh, yeah, well, so many, <laughs> so many releases, so many titles. Fourteen and the TV series. Oh, and um, now um, coming soon is our third member request, um, a third member member's choice episode. Sorry, and um, that was the winning title for that one was the Year of the Dragon, and that is going that that'll be a fun one to, to discuss. Looking forward to discussing Michael Cimino. Looking forward to discussing stuff with Oliver Stone, who also co-wrote the film, and. Um, that movie is just amazing altogether. Thank you all who for who who voted, and um, to be honest with you, I thought the gift was going to win, but no, you all chose the Year of the Dragon, which mm. was great. Yeah, looking forward to having our third member for that one, which of course we won't reveal until the episode airs. And of course, once again, Ben and Marcy, thank you so much. Um, where can we find you online? Yes, thank you again for having us. It's always a pleasure to join you guys and yeah you can check out everything we do at the super network if you just head to supermarcy.com or alternatively you can check out the link tree which is linktr.ee slash the super network uh we run lots of different podcasts so you can find all of the info at those links and i'm available on twitter at supermarcy and also on the letterboxd at super underscore marcy and feed well if people want to find me they can find me at my twitter page at twitter.com slash bead that's b-e-d-e-j-e-r-m-y-n and also you can find me at letterboxd at letterboxd.com slash and, of course, you can find all my work over at supermarcy.com with all my reviews and columns. Awesome. Thank you so much for that. And, of course, um, all of you who, who listen to the show, you can follow John, Ryan, and myself on the Facebook groups, the Imprint Films Blu-ray Collection fan group, and the Imprint Cast group pages. Thank you all so much for listening to the episode and can't wait to discuss the Year of the Dragon, which will be coming soon. 
Okay, thank you, everybody, and have a good one. Bye. Thank you. Bye. See you guys. See ya.